you are listening to Mobcast Radio, brought to you by the Mob Nation, a national alliance of mom-owned businesses. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Mobcast Radio. My name is Maury Holt, and I am the Vice President of Membership for the Mob Nation. I'm joined by my two amazing co-hosts. I'll let them introduce themselves. Hello, everyone. I'm Gwen. I am the COO of the Mob Nation. And my name is Aria, and I am the founder and CEO of the Mob Nation. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about The Messy Middle, which is a great title and a really fun topic to talk about because it is one of those things I think that isn't talked about enough. And first, I want to acknowledge that owning a business, whether that's a brick and mortar or an online business or consulting or product-based or whatever it is that you do, is hard. Like that's a capital H-A-R-D, hard. And most of the world doesn't see the challenges and they definitely don't understand them. And the idea for this episode actually came to me when I was watching one of those, I'm going to admit it, cheesy holiday romance movies, you know, that are everywhere right now. I love them. I will watch all of them. Um, You know, it's the one where the successful lead goes back to the small town and falls in love and then like rethinks their entire life, right? And I was thinking that in the media, we only really see the really successful stories or we see the failures. We don't really see the part in the middle where it can be really messy and hard and challenging. And that I wanted an episode where we can just talk about what that messy middle looks like and acknowledge that we all deal with it. I do love that, the messy middle. Um, an Instagram friend of mine, Rachel K. Albers, everybody needs to go follow her. She's so funny. Um, she calls this the part of the movie where they put the montage over. Like, you know, the, the guy has to get from A to B. So they put the montage over. They show some pretty parts. It's like a three-minute song. And she has a really good bit about how they never show, like, the shit show that's happening through that time. Because often the montage is skipping over, like, three to six months of the person's life and you know all the stuff that they have been through um and she says you know it's not as pretty to show the the crying laying in the bed and you know eating ice cream and (laughs) failing and all the things that you're trying to do um so they just put a song over it and just like skip over to the good part skip over to like the happy ending part yes exactly and it's not pretty but it's still real and I think the montage moment idea, and as much as I love a good montage, um, really leaves people feeling like everybody else in the world has it together, except for them. And then we have that like toxic positivity that gets layered over the top where it's just, you know, you can do it with no understanding of what it is that needs to be done. And then people feel like they can't really talk about that stuff. And since it's the mob, we're all about showing up as your whole self, as you are. I think this is the perfect topic for us. Yeah, because like, of course, we all love that good montage. Um, And that's why we showed up, right, was to see the happy ending and see the transformation, whatever it is, right, happen and be successful. But it can definitely make you feel like you're doing something very wrong when you find yourself in the mess part that no one's talking about, right? You feel isolated um, and you feel alone. And like, like Gwen said, like, I'm doing something wrong. I've got this wrong. I messed up. I'm not on my way to success like I thought I was. And so more people need to just be reminded that the mess is part of the road to success. And for most business owners, 
there will be more than one messy season. Like it's, it's not even just once that it happens. Um, Cause that's the other thing you see in the movie, right? Is there's one obstacle and <laughs> once that's resolved, it's all smiles happily ever after the snow starts falling right in the videos. Now it's always, it always starts snowing at the magical moment um, to, to cap things off. Now that we've got through that one obstacle, when the truth is in business, there are seasons and cycles, right? And no one, really has just one mess throughout their, you know, throughout their season as a business owner. This is actually like the entire concept of my other business, Glitter Mindset. So I love this topic. And the reason that I called that Glitter Mindset is because I think that when a lot of people think of like glitter, yes, glitter is shiny. It shows up unapologetically. It's pretty. It leaves a lasting trail of sparkle wherever you go. And that is definitely what I want to accomplish with somebody having a glitter mindset. You know, if you have a a great positive mindset and a sparkled mindset, then you are leaving that trail wherever you go because you're going to, you know, touch so many lives along the way. But glitter also isn't afraid to get messy. And some of that trail that it leaves behind (laughs) is messy. Like, it, you know, it goes everywhere. It gets everywhere. Uh, and so I always love to talk about that piece. Cause I think that that's a piece that's really missing when we talk about, like Gwen said, the toxic positivity, when we're talking about, you know, mindset work, comparing it to that, you can't leave out the mess. And I wanted to actually name the things that make it messy because I think naming them can take away some of their power, bring them into the light And, you know, maybe if you're listening, you're going to resonate with one or more of these, because as Maura said, it's not ever just one messy season or one mess. And especially when you're a mom, it's like four fires at the same time. That's just the way that our life goes. Um, So first of all, the comparisons, right? You're comparing yourself um, to somebody else, either to somebody you're seeing as a competitor or a friend or somebody you think is doing better. There are, um, as Arya said, there's mindset struggles and shifts that have to happen. And just when you think you're done playing whack-a-mole with the mindset thing, something else shifts and you have to like pop it up again. Um, Feeling like you don't have time, especially as a mom and a business owner, we can be stretched so, so thin. Um, And that feeling like if you're working on your business and something else is suffering, or if you're working on something else, then your business is suffering. And that is definitely like a constant push-pull that we just have to acknowledge exists. Um, The lack of support from friends or family who don't understand what you're doing. You know, it's that cute little hobby you have, or are you going to quit it when like the kids go back to school or like when you're going to get serious and go back to getting a real job, you know, all of those kinds of things. Um, Feeling behind on everything. I think that's something that we don't acknowledge often enough is that there is always something that gets dropped, right? Like you're juggling all the things. Something is always going to get dropped. And that's usually okay. Um, the customer service piece, if you have a, a business that involves customer service, especially we're recording this <laughs> in December. So there's like a whole bunch more customer service stuff going on. The exhaustion, the part where your brain just never turns off. And then the strain that happens on relationships, right? Because your business has to come first. It becomes your baby, right? Um, but then you also have friends and all of these obligations. And so I just think naming them and just calling them out and being able to talk about them is something that is not done um, outside of like you and another small business owner friend. And a lot of people don't even have that, which is why the mob can be so incredibly empowerful um, when you 
when you come to a meetup and you see, oh, these other four people are dealing with the exact same thing I'm dealing with this this week. It's it's so powerful. Just even while you were listing those things off, Maury and I were like <laughs> nodding. Like, yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. That. Uh-huh. Yes. That. <laughs> So hopefully you guys are as well while you guys are listening to this, um, but definitely all of these. I'll also add to the list um, like the naysayers and haters because they love to come out whenever you're trying to do something right. People always have something to say, no matter what you're doing or how hard you're working or how good your intentions are to bring this thing to life. And it really is scary and raw and vulnerable to have a business. Like sometimes the pressures are just so overwhelming to me that I just want to like crawl in a ball and forget about it. We joke that I would go work at Target. Starbucks is yours, right, Gwen? Starbucks. (laughs) Starbucks. Um, So I feel like I'm never completely shut off or completely unplugged. I'm always connected to something. The pressures are always with me. I can like physically feel that I'm carrying them with me. And more people need to talk about how absolutely brave it is to hit submit, to hit post and to put yourself out there. Um, But hopefully this conversation shows you that we're all messy behind the scenes. We're all relating to this. This is conversations that we've all had. Um, And the more that we can show up authentically through it all, it just gives more people permission to do the same, to take that messy action. Yes, like never unplugged, Aria, (laughs) but... That like resonates so much because it's such a huge difference from my years spent in corporate America. Um, there were times where I think it was a seven month stretch where I worked seven or 60 hours a week, right? Um, which is a lot of hours. It's a lot of hours. But when I got home, I did not think about work at all. As a business owner, there's no time clock, which means you never have to clock in, but you also never get to clock out. <laughs> And the mental load, um, it's exhausting. And we add that to the mental load that we know mothers carry, right? All the things that we have to keep in our brain, you know, who, who has a special outfit day at school and, and what's my black Friday sale going to be like, you know, like there's just a lot of things that you're always thinking about and it can definitely be exhausting. Yeah, the only thing I have ever missed about working for somebody else is to be able to turn the lights off at 5 p.m. and not have to even think about the business at all until I until it was time for me to go back the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, that's the only thing I miss. Everything else I love about working for myself, but that being able to just like completely walk away and not have it even cross my mind is, yeah, sometimes I miss that. But I also think there's an expectation, which we've talked about before, around this messy middle part. And that is that the only way to be successful is to not rest, to hustle harder, to grind yourself into the ground because that's the only option, but it's not, that's not the only option. And in fact, I am convinced that making time for yourself, for your family, for rest, um, that's really just really the best way to survive this messy middle and keep going. I'm so over the like rub some dirt on it and keep going or pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Like 
there's a time and place for, you know, that type of mentality, but yeah, we really do need to be talking about like the rest and the grace. Um, things got pretty messy for me this past spring and into the summer, it was getting messy for business. And, you know, I hear a lot of people say like, if you want to see all the places that you need to get healed and all of the places that you need to do some inner work on start a business. Cause all of that mess definitely brought up that inner mess as well. Um, and I rested and allowed myself to rest even more and, and more importantly, gave myself the grace to do that more than I ever have before. And I really started trying to get over that, you know, rub some dirt on it concept and not let that make me feel guilty, you know, um, and then just throw myself into, into more mess, you know? Um, and I've also talked about it a lot more with like our members and on the show and on my social media and stuff like the, the mess that was happening back the scene behind the scenes. Like I shared a lot more of the pieces, um, and the struggles, which was really new to me, but, um, I have heard from a lot of members and clients and friends that it was inspiring for them. And it really changed the way that they viewed some of the things that they were struggling with because they were in their messy middle at the time as well. Yes. Because it takes such bravery to show up in that way and it's a vulnerable way to show up and it's so appreciated to show up when before you have the answers it takes guts to do anything without a guaranteed outcome i think another thing that um about the mess is that it's often longer than we want it to be um and that's been my struggle like i would always be like i can have the mess for like three hours but then I have things to do. Like I need the mess to clear and it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So I personally was, and am so proud of you for, you know, taking the rest and showing us and telling us that you were taking the rest because watching someone that I admire care for themselves, um, gave me permission to do the same and really to learn to do the same because I am learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mean you stopped giving yourself the timelines to get through the mess? Oh my gosh. I'm like panic attack. You have 15 minutes. She's like, 15 minutes. <laughs> then I have things to do. Would it be nice if our brains actually work that way though? Like it would just be so much cleaner. It would. It would. Have a timer. Yeah. Yeah. I have 10 minutes to be anxious and then I'm done and I'm moving on. I would be confident right after that. Amen. That's my can dream. <laughs> Um, one of the things you've said, Aria, that I love is that if somebody was resting and they still feel tired, then they weren't done resting, um, mm-hmm. which <laughs> like, oh, such a light bulb for me um, because it gets people a chance to see what business ownership looks like in real time. It's not all perfect Instagram sheet feeds and, you know, only showing the highlight reel. It's real and it's always evolving because you're always learning and it, it's really cool to witness. Um, something else along the same concept that I shared a bit ago on social media. Um, so I created a course at the, um, beginning of the year and I invested well over 12,000. I 
I think that maybe it's close to the 14,000 mark into it um, because I hired a team and an editor and a videographer and a makeup artist. And um, I hired a course team to like put it all into Kajabi because I didn't think that I knew <laughs> how to do it. And I wanted it to look like the best sales page ever and have everything look really organized. And the reason that I wanted it to be perfect, um, because it was a story that I was telling myself, it has to be perfect to be worth the price tag, right? Like the high production value is what shows the um, consumer that it's worth it. That's how they got their, their money's worth. But this next program that I'm creating, there's like no bells and whistles. It's me recording on my laptop. I might say, um, a couple hundred times, but it's just me sharing everything that I know and things that I have spent years mastering and understanding. Like I have been networking since I was 19 years old and I learned at 19 how to take all of this networking stuff and really, you know, make some huge opportunities for myself. So that's the value, right? It's going to be valuable not because of the perfection, but because all of I'm all I'm bringing to it and the transformation I'm going to get the audience and a big piece of the program that I'm talking about is showing up authentically and showing up as you. But I compared my last program to other courses that I had seen other really successful leaders and was seeing how like they were perfectly showing up in their courses and programs. And one of the mentors that I had um, been around at that time used to say how they hated slide, de uh, slide decks for presentations and for courses. And I admired that. I loved the way that she could just like hop on and just speak from her heart. But I knew that with my ADHD, there was no way that I could create that and like stay on track and stay focused and make sense. So I really needed someone to edit out all my mistakes. I needed, you know, to take a lot of breaks to go refresh my brain on what the next subject was. And I felt a lot of shame around the barriers that ADHD puts on me. And so that was one of the reasons why I went and invested in this, you know, all of this help. Um, but, you know, this next course, it has slides and they are rad and they're beautifully designed and there's gifts on them. And uh, most importantly, they're going to keep me on track. Like I'm going to remember what the next thing I'm going to be talking about is it's going to spark some piece of inspiration with me and keep me going. And I feel absolutely no shame because it's a valuable tool that I have that I can use. And that is going to take like all of the magic that I have in my brain stored up and be able to get it into uh, the brains of others. So that is where the real value is. I love that. Use your tools to, um, to get your outcome. You know what I mean? Um, I am working on learning the tools that I need to get my outcome, but I, but I see what you're saying. Like, I'm just going to throw money at it and make other people do it so that it can be what it needs to be when you are what it needs to be. Like the course is what the course is because of you. So I'm excited about it. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I think it makes so much more sense to just accept the tools that work for us and pass on the ones that don't and show up in a way that lets us be who we are versus trying to be that perfect, like I said, that perfect Instagram feed version, right? Because the middle is messy and 
there's going to be more than one messy piece. So we have to get comfortable with being messy. We have to get comfortable with figuring out what's going to work for us. And we have to get comfortable with saying what's not going to work for us and let it go to somebody else, right? Instead of constantly forcing ourselves to show up in ways that aren't authentic to us or use tools that don't work for us or feel as if we can't be real. Um, because that messy piece is going to come back over and over and over again. We really can't escape it as, as a business owner, right? Um, so with that, I want to wrap up the episode. I really, if you have any um, feedback or you have any conversation that you want to add to it, join us over on Mob Social, the Mob social media platform to continue the conversation over there. I want to hear about what your messy middle is. And I want to hear about how you handled it and how you um, stepped up and figured out how to make it work. And if you are not part of Mob Social, think about joining us at themobnation.com. There'll be information for that in the show notes. And with that, thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Mobcast Radio, brought to you by The Mob Nation. To join our movement, visit themobnation.com. And make sure to check out the largest directory of mom-owned businesses at theresamobforthat.com.